0: Hey, it's Allie. And Jenny. And if you like what you're listening to on Once More With Commentary, we would love it it if you guys would subscribe either from iTunes or Google Play because that's where we are.
1: And we'd also love it if you would take a moment to rate and review us on either of those platforms.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Once More With Commentary. We are a Buffy podcast and I'm Allie. And I'm Ginny. And today we're talking about enemies and earshot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually right this very second realized there were some things I wanted to research and I didn't. So yeah. I guess we won't be talking about that.
1: <laughs> I just looked at my notes too and I was like, mm, you're bad at this. Um, I bet it's the same. At least one of them is the same, but maybe not.
0: Yeah, I might do some some sneaky research while we're getting into the intro, Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, so um, anyway, but before we get into the episodes, how was your week?
1: Uh, my week was bad. Bad? <laughs> my week was stressful, but it's over, and I'm happy about that. I'm looking forward to this weekend, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving, I'm looking forward to Christmas, and that's where I'm at. Oh, um, well. I won't yeah. cry,
0: because I think now I actually remember yeah. week?
1: <laughs> Uh I should have had a better explanation. I, I know you always ask me that. Whatever, it's not important. But the world is a scary, awful place sometimes, and, you know. But on the plus side, I closed my week by watching um, Spirited Away last night with two of my coworkers. It's one of the Miyazaki films. I've, like, seen some of them, but, like, don't really know any of them in detail, and people have told me several times that... Spirited Away is the best one or one that they really like. And also like my nephew had like a uh, his birthday was like Spirited Away themed this year and I like didn't get it. So I'm glad that we watched it and it was like a really relaxing close to like a stressful week where we were just like, we're just gonna we like had veggie burgers and like sat on my couch and like, you know, had like a beer, just watched a little cute animated movie. It was really good also. So So the week ended well, is what I'm saying.
0: That sounds like a good, like, well, a way to try to kind of like, you know, relax yourself and reset. Yeah. Also,
1: the apartment building fixed my windows yesterday. I had to work from home yesterday so that they could come fix our windows because they were like basically didn't open and now they open and it's great. I don't need to open them now because it's 40 degrees outside, but, uh, (laughs) but they do open. (laughs)
0: So when it's hot, you can, like, actually open them, mm-hmm. and we can hear very clearly all the traffic going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I can never open them when we record. <laughs> God, no. You can already hear the traffic, and they're <laughs> closed. Uh, but, yeah. How was your week? Um,
0: it was Full good. Full of planning. I um, can barely remember it now, but I think it was, on the whole, mostly positive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um you know, I oh well, we had like a Thanksgiving thing at work, and um, we oh had, yeah, like, you a had a competition, baking competition, yeah. I saw um, that you
1: didn't win, so that seems I, dumb. I didn't
0: win, but it's all right. Like, I, everyone said mine was really pretty, and it definitely was. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I also, I think what helped, too, was I really didn't want the prize, so <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, like, bitterly disappointed. Because um, it was it was actually a really nice prize. It was, like, a hand mixer, like a KitchenAid hand mixer. Oh, but yeah. Like, since I own basically two officially of the KitchenAid stand mixers. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> Well, I I currently have one in my possession. I know. God, I got to get
1: that other one (laughs) to (laughs) you.
0: But my point was, like, I certainly don't need to try to find room to store a hand mixer. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, eh, that's fine. Um, And my friend won. So, you know, I I couldn't feel too badly about it. It wasn't like someone that I hate who thinks is a terrible baker. Like, (laughs) yeah, she's actually really good at baking. And I was like, this doesn't surprise me at all. Plus, her thing was my favorite. So, you know, it totally makes sense. Um. So we did that and then I started planning some travel for next year. So that's actually get I'm actually getting really excited about it. Like at mm-hmm. first, you know, I do a lot of traveling by myself and it's like in retrospect I'm always like really proud of myself and like you know, certainly the thought of traveling alone, it doesn't like frighten me like I don't mind spending time by myself Mm -hmm. but it's like whenever I'm confronted with like a new country I'm like okay like how's this gonna go like should I be doing this is this safe like you know whatever Mm -hmm. um but I kind of like just came to the conclusion that yeah I'm totally gonna do this and now I'm booking my trip and I'm actually like getting really giddy about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like (laughs) I'm so excited so so yeah it was a good week good spent a lot of money but <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> uh, me too
0: yeah so okay so uh let's get into uh enemies i almost said earshot because they yeah sound so similar they E the episodes i guess
1: yeah <laughs> um you know this episode really would have paired better with like last you know the, the way that these are breaking down i feel like it things could have gone together a little better but whatever
0: so like enemies I think is a like more of a follow-up. Yeah. Like little breathers in between. It's true. I was thinking about this. Like, it's getting really dark. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to lighten the mood in between a little bit. But it's. it's but t- also, I think like, that shot eight. wasn't
1: like, exactly light.
0: No, but, but it was, I know what you mean. But I mean, it Just was trying a breather to get from off. like the main like front right. action, and like I think though the, it has the problem of like it's kind of like jarring when you're Mm -hmm. like, wait, why am I dealing with this now? And then then you try to come back to the faith storyline. It's like, what's happening?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like like with enemies, there's a lot that kind of like goes down. But I I was like, for a split second, I was like, did I skip an episode? Yeah,
1: no, I I know what you mean. But yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, talk about enemies. (laughs) Um, So I'll do my, uh, you know, as always, awkward attempt to summarize (sighs) the episode. Um, So this is, you know, off the back of we, the audience, have found out that Faith has decided to go and work for the mayor. We know that she's, you know, double timing the Scoobies, basically like pretending to be helping them or that's her plan. At least they don't know that she's working with the mayor. Um, So with that in mind, we open up on this episode where (laughs) Buffy and Angel have like gone on a movie date. And it's incredibly awkward because they accidentally watched like a super sexy movie and they obviously can't, you know, really act on those impulses. Uh, but well, after they leave the theater, they, uh, run into Faith and she kind of taunts, taunts them about it. But then they, Buffy and Faith encounter like a kind of unusual demon, which is to say that he is not attacking them. And he is in fact offering them uh, like a trade. He says he has these books of ascension that he thinks that they want. And he says that he'll sell them to them and they end up letting him go, you know, because he says like, come back to me if you, if you want to buy these. And Buffy's like, okay, well, he's not like causing any trouble. So we, we don't need to kill him. But again, as I said, but Faith is now working for the mayor, so she, of course, takes that information back to him. From that encounter, also, Buffy tells the rest of the Scooby Gangs that, like, okay, this must be, some, you know, the mayor is going to have an ascension if he needs these books. But they don't know what that means at all. <laughs> they are not familiar with what an ascension is. Well, anyway, so on her own time, Faith ends up going to find that demon, and rather than paying him the, like, $5,000 or whatever that he asked for, she just kills him and takes the books. Um, and she then goes to Angel, kind of like telling him that she thinks she's in too deep and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but we find out later that she probably just went there at the behest of the mayor to try and turn Angel evil, <laughs> try and turn him into Angelus. Uh, but her seduction did not work. And so instead, the mayor in, um, like invokes a different demon who can perform some sort of ritual spell to remove Angel's soul. So they do that. And then it seems as though Angel and Faith are kind of working together and working for the mayor, at least for the time being. Angelus is pretty wild and he's pretty open about that. But for the time being, he seems to be playing along with them. And I guess kind of, you know, more or less by the end of it, Buffy goes to fight, you know, Angel- Angelus and Faith. Faith reveals that she's been doing all this stuff for the mayor because she thinks that she has the upper hand on Buffy and they have her chained up. But as it turns out, Buffy and Angel more or less planned this and so angel is not actually evil and they just you know pull one over on faith she does get away at the end but now they and the rest of the scoobies know what she's up to and also because she's kind of stupid she like revealed a little bit about the ascension to them since they previously had absolutely nothing to go off of now they know a little bit more uh oh and one other kind of important detail is that the While all of this like charade is going on, charade, maybe as uh, Wesley says, um, the other Scoobies are like investigating the mayor and Willow finds out that they've destroyed all the like electronic records about him. So they have to go look in the actual like records hall on paper and they find out that he's, you know, at least 100 years old. He's been the mayor for a really long time. Well, maybe
0: not the mayor, but he's sure, been, been around. Sure, been around.
1: That's a good point. You know, I just always assumed he was the mayor this whole time, but that's a great point. Who knows how long he's been the mayor. I, I thought the clipping showed. I'll have to go back and look at that scene again.
0: Yeah, I that was a little unclear, um, like whether he was meant to have been the mayor this whole time or just they found out that he's been alive. Yeah,
1: you're time. probably right, because that actually makes a lot more sense. <clears throat>
0: um, So there's a lot that happens in this episode. (laughs) There
1: really is.
0: But the one thing I want to talk about first is I think there's a big failure on the part of whoever wrote this episode, or maybe just the way they edited it together, or the way, you know, the final product came out. There's a lot of bait and switch. Mm -hmm. And while it's really entertaining, it's not set up very well, because Mm -hmm. honestly, most of the time, it's like, you're like, oh, cool. It's, it's a surprise like they knew the whole time but then I'm like it doesn't yeah like like, there's nothing to kind of set it up it's just more like they're surprising you because they think it would be fun but there's literally no setup for it to the point where like it just makes everything extremely confusing like you know before Buffy goes to um you know before Angel and Faith come and get Buffy Mm -hmm. like Giles kind of says to her, be careful. And, like, if you watch it and you know what's going to happen, that's definitely a coded message of, like, be yeah. careful, you're about to walk into this situation. But, like, it, you, you don't know that until you've already seen the episode. So right, it there's really no tip-off. Yeah. yeah, it really does seem like Angel has turned. Yeah. And, like, also then the reason he didn't turn was because this demon who was supposed to do this like magic on him, mm-hmm. just put on like a light show because he owed Giles a favor. Right. But we never see the demon come talk to Giles and right. like let him know what's going on. So like there's never any indication that anyone's is in what on it this seems. plan. And it comes yeah. out later that like Buffy and Giles kept this from everyone else. And right. like that makes well, sense. Well see but even like that they, I
1: wasn't sure about.
0: I think they I must did have because missed they put the throwaway don't line. Want faith to find out. But mm-hmm. like you know, and, like, Xander obviously thinks Angel is evil. And, mm-hmm. like, Angel definitely just punched him to keep oh, him safe. Oh, you're right. But you're like, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there's no... There's <laughs> absolutely nothing to, like, really tie it together. And even before that, when Faith goes to Angel and she's seducing him... Right. It makes no sense. Because it's, like, Faith has been, like openly disgusted with Buffy for, like, choosing a vampire over her and, like, all this stuff, and then now she's trying to, like, seduce him, and then, like, she immediately goes from, like, trying to kiss him to, like, Angel, do you think if things were different we'd have a shot? Like, it doesn't make any sense. See, okay, that part
1: I have explanations for, I think.
0: Well, it only makes sense to me when you then see the next scene where the mayor is like, oh, so you didn't manage to seduce him, but, like, up until that point, like, my notes were like, wait, what is happening? Like, why is she Um, doing this?
1: I feel like the explanation there, though, and this is one of the questions that I have that I think is, like, a strength of the episode, is, like, really, again, we've seen Faith and Angel kind of have, start to have this interaction before, um, and where he basically tells her, like, I'm, I do understand what you're going through, I'm one of the only people that understands what you're going through, blah, 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 so I, I, and as we've also previously mentioned, that, like, it's clear, especially in the last, you know, like, the last two episodes that dealt with this, that, like, Faith is, a, this is a big front that she's putting on because she can't deal with the things that she's done. So I feel like her going to Angel, you know, it, in that scene, and I was trying to watch it really carefully and decide, like, does she mean this at all or is all of it a lie and I think you know it's like it's both I think she really is hoping that Angel can say something magic that will make this all go away and then when that doesn't happen I think she also just obviously has all of these pent-up feelings of jealousy towards Buffy and since kind of like male seduction is a thing that she's used a lot in her own life to kind of make herself feel better I think that is something that like she just jumps to not because she really loves Angel or really cares about him but because like oh well if that's not going to work out then Maybe I can just take him away from her, as she's probably done other times in the past. So I I'm think not- that that's more of a, like, she's just trying to one-up Buffy at that point. I don't feel like she really loves Angel or really cares about him at all more than she cares about any other man in her life.
0: No, I think you're right, and I totally buy, like, that would be a reason she would do that. What really got me was then when he turns her down, and then mm-hmm. she's leaving, yeah. and she's like, do you think if things were different? Like, she's definitely taking it, like yeah in two, in two beats she's gone from like i'm trying to make a move on buffy's boyfriend to like angel do you think we could have been something and he yeah, kind of like says yes like or, or like not yes he but doesn't it's, say like, we'll never know, no. but he doesn't say yeah. yeah it's it's bizarre and like coming right after the scene where the mayor just asks her to go find the books or whatever yeah like, it is weird there's my point is like for surprises to really work, there's got to be at least a little indication of that well, someone's I, planning something. Sure. And, like, not even that they're they're in on, like, they're planning a switch. Like, it's, like, but, like, literally something. we see no discussions or anything about, like, oh, the Faith must be doing this. Like, honestly, the, the thing that throws me the most is, like, Faith obviously tries to seduce... Angel. Mm -hmm. The implication is that Buffy takes Willow's advice and goes to talk to Angel and they kind of come to this realization that Faith must be working for the mayor. I don't know how because like the whole No, no. See,
1: I think the only way that they find out about it is from that demon. I think he's the one that tells Giles and that's how they figure it out.
0: Like that, faith told him to chase that, the angel's soul, or that the yeah, that the, yeah, him? the
1: mayor calls him into the, his office in that same scene with faith after her. You know, she's saying that like her seduction didn't work, right? So I yeah. think that that demon went from the mayor's office straight to Giles. So I think and that's so, how did they. He, I don't did think did that, he know
0: that faith was a slayer? Like I don't, or did um, they only piece that together because of faith's weird behavior? Like,
1: I don't think that that guy would have had to know anything other than that Giles is in this town, and if something like that is going on, he would tell him.
0: No, but I mean, like, once that guy tells them, like, how do they figure out how Faith is involved? Like, I know she basically tells them, but, like, they know she's involved somehow because she's trying to seduce Angel. But I guess my point is, like, it doesn't all come together very cohesively. Yeah. And I think there's, like, a few deleted scenes here that they must have had to remove for time. But, like, it really kind of turns the story into a mess.
1: It's funny, too, because when when we started watching this episode, I was... I had that was the thing that I was looking out for. I was like, oh, I know that this one always catches me off guard. So I'm going to look for when is the moment that the episode switches, you know, and like normally like another I'm sure like I can't think of what it is now, but I know there's been other episodes in the past where they've done a sort of bait and switch on us. But in those episodes, especially once, you know, it's so obvious when things have switched And so like, yeah, I'm just agreeing with what you're saying that like even watching this specifically with the goal of like when exactly do they know and when don't they know it's really difficult to decipher, especially because like you said, like Buffy's having these conversations with Willow and it's like she can't have been saying those things to Willow if she knew what you know, once she knows that this stuff is happening, her conversations with Willow don't make any sense. So it has to happen after that point. But yeah, it is really, really fuzzy. And there is never that like kind of more clean TV structure where yeah once you know the secret when you go back and watch it you can see a a distinct time a distinct switch which I I I think normally you should be able to do that
0: yeah and I think on one hand the the, I guess the silver lining of this is like that means that there's this is an episode where normally if you know the bait and switch like it kind of like the episode's not as exciting to watch maybe Mm -hmm. like again and again but honestly like I've seen this episode I don't know how many times Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at my notes and I was like literally, like, so confused. Like, I'm writing here, like, why is Faith doing this? What's happening? Where is this coming from? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it was a ruse. Like, (laughs) I just totally forgot about that part. But it, like, or I guess I thought there was, like, a clearer shift. And so even I got thrown watching it this time, you know, Mm -hmm. wondering, like, what the hell is Faith doing? So it worked on me again, I guess. Also, I think part of it, too, is, like, the motivations aren't that clear. Like, I, we know why the the mayor wants the Books of Ascension and why Faith ends up killing the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, but why so do they want Angelus working yeah, for them? Yeah, we don't as know a, why yeah. they want... Is, is it because he wants Angelus to replace Mr. Trick? Like, that's unclear, but, but like, he never really Mr. says Trick. it. So. It is
1: weird, especially knowing that, like, again, if the mayor... The mayor has been mayor long enough at least to have seen some of the stuff that happened with Angelus. And... You know, and again, even when, when Angela is pretending in this episode to have been turned, he's also pretty clear about like, I don't work for anyone. Like, he's an yeah. element of chaos, so he's not gonna be able to be controlled. Is it just an ego thing that the mayor thinks that he can control Angelus, or is it that they just wanna hurt Buffy? But they the mayor isn't emotional like that. You know, that was all of Angelus's motives were emotional, but like the mayor doesn't care you know, he does want to hurt her, but like if it was not practical, he wouldn't want. It. You know, like he's he's yeah. not going to just go after her out of emotion for the most part. Not I'm never, but like
0: the idea is they think Angel can kill Buffy, and then Faith won't have to. Yeah, but, but also like, but like what a gamble because at that like once. Yeah. it's so clear then that Faith has no clue about what it truly means to confront Angelus because of course she like thinks she's drawn like you know converted Angel into Angelus and she thinks he's just gonna go along with whatever he tells her i know yeah and that he won't immediately kill her and i think there is a moment where like she looks a little frightened like Mm -hmm. what have i done because angel's really playing it like he does play it well he's beating her and like you know basically acting like angelus and And he he says
1: to her like once this is over you know i'm gonna kill you like you know yeah i'm gonna work with you for a while but like he's not even pretending
0: And there's only one moment where, element. like, he almost gives it away when Faith brings up Buffy and Angel mm-hmm. kind of pauses. But, like, you know, she, it's just really stupid, yeah. I think, of Faith and the mayor. And so that's why I don't really understand. their Like, their motivations have to be really important for them to do this. And they never, ever mention why they're doing it. Like, honestly. I mean, Faith is just doing go, what
1: she's told, right?
0: Well, she is. But I think the problem is we go from hearing the only instructions we hear the mayor give Faith is, you know, go track down this demon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing we see, Faith trying to seduce angels. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, it and it doesn't... Weird, yeah. like. So we don't know why they want this to happen. It That's is That's what weird. I mean. It's just a little bit of a mess. Um...
1: It is so. Let's talk about something in this episode that's not a mess. Okay. <laughs> and it okay. Maybe the mayor's motivations are unclear, but the mayor is like really starting to shine as the mayor now. Like the yes. mayor that I know and love. He had so many good lines in this episode, and every single one of them makes me smile so hard. Like even in like not even just that I like laugh at them because they're more than funny. They like are heartwarming to me. Like I I, I know I, at a certain point I was like, am I just gonna literally write down all of these? And I decided not to. So now I don't remember all of them. But like he tells you know he tells Faith like there's nothing uncool about healthy teeth and bones yeah it's just great like it's just so (laughs) funny he is such a well-written villain that i yeah like i am gonna forgive this episode a lot because like the more screen time the mayor gets the better like who even cares if he's just gonna keep spouting off wisdom homespun wisdom while simultaneously trying to wreck the whole town and kill everyone like it's just great i he's so adorable
0: (laughs) well and then there's the part where um you know angel's throws the knife at him mm-hmm. and you know, he's like, Oh, you you know, you're invincible or whatever. He's like, but you don't like germs, and he's like, oh, they're just gross. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> unclean things. And unclean, it's like he, yeah. he, like you're really starting to see like the personality of yeah. this guy. And I
1: really just like it. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I agree with everything you said, but the mayor is great. Um
0: yeah. do you so going back <laughs> to faith killing that demon honestly it was a little bit weird because this is the first demon death to me that felt like a murder. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like she murdered him and I don't know if it's because he's wearing clothes or because he like so specifically wasn't a threat. I think it's the latter
1: more so, but you're right that he's probably the first demon we've seen who is kind of like, like now, you know, we're going to meet all kinds of demons like this throughout the series and then throughout Angel, but you're right that maybe we haven't really seen anyone, I guess other than um, Whistler who is like, maybe indistinguishable. Or is he not even a demon?
0: Uh, I think he is, but... I
1: forget if he said that or not, and I'm just, again, confusing him with other characters, but, um...
0: But, yeah. No, No.
1: I mean, and you're totally right. And she also, right before that, kind of gives Buffy... When Buffy and her are fighting him in the beginning, you know, Buffy lets him go because he's, like, literally not trying to do anything except sell them something, and Faith has a, like, oh, well, and a demon's a demon attitude about it, you know?
0: Faith has a very Xander attitude about it.
1: It's true. Well... Faith is a little more consistent than Xander.
0: Uh, Xander's I told you so in this episode. I did not enjoy either.
1: No, I did enjoy get, he's seeing him get punched in the face, though. And I also, no, as much as you like, said, Angel did do that to protect him. But I am certain that Angel genuinely also enjoyed that a little bit. <laughs> uh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Because, like, Xander deserves it. But he really does. What I hated was Xander's whole, like... I don't like to say I told you so, but oh wait, yes I do. I yeah, told you so. And I it's know, like,
1: he's insufferable. Ugh,
0: don't be a dick about it.
1: He's bad in the next episode too. I mean, he's never not bad really, other than two moments that I can think of, but. <sighs> yeah. Um you know the other person who I'm not super impressed with in this episode though, is Buffy. Like her yeah. relationship immaturity, I is totally acceptable for somebody who's her you know, who's seventeen. But for somebody who's trying to date someone much her senior, you know, that really like not only is that like open up a lot of its own questions. Sure, sure, sure. But like even just in general, like it doesn't you can't date someone who's older than you if you're not a little more emotionally mature. or You really shouldn't. And she's like so immature about it that she can't even ask him what he's feeling about obvious problems that they're having. You know, like that's kind of re- not relationship one on one, but like. If you can't connect on that level, then, like, you probably shouldn't be seriously dating someone.
0: Well, yeah, like, her whole reaction after this whole thing goes down is, like, she's a little bit, um, you know, she's acting a little bit hurt by how far but, Angel and had to take the it, game. And before it, though,
1: before it goes down, she's complaining to Willow about, like...
0: Oh, Angel and Faith. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, so I think, so I think part of, like... Um, her hurt at the end of it is seeing how far he goes with Faith. Of course. Um, to trick Faith, like, but based, like, on the heels of, like, that scene that she witnessed at the mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so stupid in retrospect because she knows that it was all just Faith trying to, like, turn Angel. hmm And everyone else is, like, telling her, like, Buffy, this is crazy. Like, Angel would never, like, I love when Willow's, like, you know, Faith would totally do that, Yeah, she's like, <laughs> like, but, but, Angel, but Angel never would, like, you know, it's not a thing, but um, I think the problem, I think it's all tying back into, like, Buffy and Angel are starting to come to the limits of their relationship, where, like, this is all it is, and all it can be, like, you know, right. I think that's why we get that scene at the of, beginning, of course, where, yeah, like, to remind they, us, yeah, to remind us, like, this, their relationship has severe limitations, and I think the thing about, like, Angel kissing Faith and all of that is like when Buffy doesn't have anything more with Angel either. Like to watch Faith do that is like you know yeah. it's, it's kind of like
1: I mean, Rubbing Faith salt and in Angel her obviously don't have like a the
0: emotional bit. Yeah. connection, and it, he's supposed to be playing Angelus, but like it still kind of has to hurt a little more than it would sure. if you were like oh well it's just a kiss, but it's like right. that's all Buffy gets too. So, right,
1: right, yeah. right. That's true. Um, I guess it's just more so that like, again, and it, and Willow has almost the same speech and earshot to Buffy too, but like, Willow is the voice of reason here. Willow is the emotionally mature one among this whole group who is like, Hey, if you guys, if you feel unhappy about something in your relationship, why don't you address it with him by talking about it? You know, like anyway, my
0: favorite, I'm just, again, happy when to, when yeah, she said, I too know the love of a tattoo. <laughs> <man." laughs> oh,
1: that's right. That is great. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, she, everything that she says is right. She's like, oh, if he's not somebody who talks a lot, then you have to look at his actions. And, like, of course, Angel has, like, you know, other than when he's evil, he's, like, proven himself a lot.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Buffy I mean, has no it, reason it's to... It's also stupid, like, you know, Angel like, only did what Buffy asked him to do. I know, and
1: she even admits that at the end. Or she's like, I know you were just doing what I asked. And he's like, I know. And it's like, that's a... Cra- it's crazy. It's, it's it's infuriating a little bit.
0: Yeah, but well, Buffy's never really been, like... <sighs> The best mature person Mm -hmm. in a relationship. So, like, we're going back to like season two when she's like starting to date Angel and all these Mm -hmm. like weird games and stuff. So, I know. um, But so, um, is this the first time we hear anyone talking about an ascension? Like, is this the first time we hear the words ascension?
1: Actually, I think the mayor said it in the last episode. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think so.
0: But it seems like
1: it's the first time the the Scoobies hear it.
0: That no, this is happening
1: it's true so i don't yeah
0: but yeah. It's, it's also funny to me that neither wesley nor giles has heard of this
1: i know it is a little bit unbelievable
0: only willow knows because she was looking in the forbidden section of the library <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah yeah it is weird that they can't find anything about it that really doesn't make sense
0: yeah um so on a larger level i want to talk about faith a little bit okay Oh, well, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I think for me, the, the, the one thing this episode does do well is it's a clear line in the sand between, um, you know, before Faith was kind of obviously going a little bit crazy mm-hmm. and, like, very unstable. And, like, they kind of appear to have brought her back into the fold. Um, you know, like, at the beginning of this episode, she's saying they have her back on act, active duty. Um, she was at least, you know, going through the motions of participating and buying into this whole... Um, you know, watch your slayer dynamic, right? Um, but although she, we do know she's been spying on the mayor, which I still, I guess I understand her motivations for that of like spying it's like on the mayor. Oh, spying for not the mayor. Spying for the mayor. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, I guess I understand her motivations of like you know, every woman for herself kind mm-hmm. of thing. But this is the episode where she truly flips to yeah. full on evil. Like you know, it's true. Yeah, she's just so gleeful about once she's taken Angel from Buffy mm-hmm. or thinks she has and she's got Buffy in chains and like right. the upper hand and Buffy's right I mean Buffy's like you had to chain me up to beat me I know and <laughs> yeah. like you know she's like I am better than you and she's she's not wrong but no. I think you know this is where Faith is like you know she's running her mouth about the mayor because she's so excited that she thinks she's won she mm-hmm. thinks she has the upper hand which is just you know villain 101 like don't do this yeah um, you just gave away your entire plan yeah but but it's it's so clearly like there's a difference between you know faith who's i 'm better because i 'm a slayer, so i'm going to steal things to to this faith where mm-hmm. she's gone up a level to like full on villain yeah and taking so much enjoyment in it, and it's just it's a clear line in the sand, I think, between like there's no going back, and yet yeah. at the same time at the end of it, faith seems really. Upset about the fact that she had to do this to her fr- her so-called friends. Like she didn't seem so sad when she was in the in the act of be- betraying them, and now the mayor's like trying to cheer her up because she's like bummed Lost out because like all of her friends. Yeah, because everyone found out what she was doing. Like that well, to me is a little bit strange. See, again though, I don't
1: I don't think it's strange at all because we. Like, so much of Faith's motivation is about her insecurities about herself, you know? And, like, she's not wrong when she gives that speech about, like, hey, I showed up to this town and nobody would shut up about Buffy. And, like, granted, it's justified because Buffy is the one that's been there longer. Like, I'm not saying that she's not... Obviously, she's wrong about the judgments that she's making. But if you put yourself in her shoes of, like, we know that she feels jealous about this stuff, and we know that she is hurt that these people don't look up to her the same way, that it it does make sense to me. And And I do think that, yeah, like, she's allied herself with the mayor as a way to to put herself on some sort of equal footing with Buffy. And so like when even that's not working out and she loses all this other thing kind of as like a backup, like, I don't know. I I do, I think that, like I said in the last two episodes, to me at least, I think it's so clear that like Faith is leaning into this murder side, but it's not really because she's getting enjoyment out of it. Like she is getting like a rush and a high off of it, but she... Still feels bad about it every time she does it. Like, I do really think that after she killed that demon and she goes to Angel, part of that was genuine. Obviously, she was using it to kind of fuel her lies, but that, you know, that doesn't make it less true for her. So I think that on the one hand, she has, she's fully committed to this choice that she's made, but I don't feel like inherently she's not, she's still not happy with what she's doing,
0: you no, know? I mean, like, so I guess know, all of
1: it as a veneer. So it makes sense to me that she's still feeling hurt about things at the end. And like, yeah, in the heat of the moment with Buffy, that's like when she's getting the biggest rush off of this stuff. So, yeah, I think she would say things and go a little bit further, kind of like in the heat of an argument. You know, you sometimes go a little bit further than you really mean to. I think that it's more that.
0: Yeah. And I think I mean, a lot of Faith's problems is like, you know, we saw she had like no social skills and like mm-hmm. obviously wasn't going to blend in easily with this. Group because like you know Willow felt kind of threatened by her, mm-hmm. Xander was just kind of gross about her and like mm-hmm. so, and I think she's sort of. I don't know that it's true that like Faith couldn't do anything right and everyone was all about right. Buffy. No, I, I agree. Like,
1: That's her now so, spin on it.
0: Yeah, but I also think when she tells Buffy, you know, she says you get the watcher. Yeah. I think that says so much. Like exactly. I, because, like, think about yeah. like Faith came to town, and you know Giles and. Buffy already had this, like, father-daughter dynamic Mm -hmm. kind of set in stone. And then so Faith is left with this series of Watchers. The first one was evil and tried to kill her. Mm -hmm. And then then she gets Wesley. And it's like... Yeah. You know, I don't think... She's kind of saying it like, this is all my fault because you get the Watcher. But I think what she means is, like, you get the Watcher that would obviously do anything for you. Like, you know, Faith tried to go to Giles and, like... Yeah. This story about how Buffy killed someone, and Giles immediately, like, didn't believe her. I mean, he didn't tell Faith that, but, like, she can't shake this bond that they have. And, like, so I think she's a little resentful about that in well, some ways. Well, and, but and
1: I, in the same way that we saw her, she's, because outside of her Watchers continuing to die and or fail her, we know that she has, hasn't had anyone there for her in her own family. So, like, Buffy has a mom that cares about her. Buffy has a Watcher that cares about her. And I think, at least with the Watcher stuff, I can understand, again, how, like, it, not... Again, faith is obviously wrong in her judgments, but like, if you were looking for it, it does seem a little bit like things are cosmically misaligned for her, right? That like she yeah. can't get a watcher. Every other Slayer has had a watcher. Like, why is this not working out for her? Like, in in some ways, she's 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 not totally wrong, but like things are a lot harder for her than they than they are have been for other people.
0: You know, she well, is. And I think there's some probably like, you know. Something to consider about her being the second Slayer. Where, yeah, you know, yeah, Buffy, yeah, totally. You know, this is yeah. not something that Kendra, I think, faced because Kendra was very self confident. But mm-hmm. um, you know, Buffy is the the real, the quote unquote real Slayer, mm-hmm. and Faith is like she could, in some ways, you know, feel like she's just being used as the backup. Like, right. You know, she's the reason Buffy's considering going to college somewhere. Else. Right. I mean, she's I was going to say Buffy like, kind like of refers to her using that way Faith too. As, yeah. Like, this, you know, backfill. Yeah. But they don't want her to be like the primary slayer. And and part of that is justified because faith is a wild card. Like Mm -hmm. she's not, you know, Buffy can go out on the front line and everyone can be secure in sending her because as off book as Buffy can go sometimes, Mm -hmm. she's
1: always measured, she's still
0: disciplined and always Mm -hmm. trying to do, you know, the right thing. Faith just is uncautious and, you know, kind of just like, a little bit crazy in battle. Yeah, um, it's true. So I think that's part of it. I mean, I think it all combines into this, like, perfect storm of just, you know, the wrong place, the wrong time, the wrong people, mm-hmm. like, all kind of meshing together. And Faith got a series of bad breaks. Now, the the thing is, though, like, I don't want to, like, give her too much slack because what she then took with all of that right. is then she turned to evil. So Sure,
1: of course. Um yeah, no. I mean, and ultimately she's wrong, and she's gonna, I think, pay a lot of prices for it. We know whether or not. Anyway, but um. But yeah, no. But it is interesting, and I do, I, I do, I do think that they've done a good job then of laying the groundwork for why she's making these decisions. You know, it doesn't feel that doesn't feel weird to me. That doesn't feel like it's out of nowhere. <laughs> no, um, I
0: mean, it's and been why she's for making the time.
1: general evil decisions. I mean, obviously the specific like seduction ones maybe don't check out, but um. Yeah, uh, just a uh, this is just a mean thing to say for, but there is a funny line at the end. It's not funny in this episode where Faith, you know, is telling Buffy that like, oh, I'm just a good actor. I'm the world's best actor, oh, and it's just like, uh, well, also just that like, it's funny to hear Eliza Dushku say that because like,
0: oh, she's oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Faith is a terrible liar, Also, too, Faith but. is
1: a bad liar. And Angel yeah. is clearly, like, a great liar. He's done that more than once already.
0: I do think this is the one role where Eliza Dushku actually was pretty good. Sure. So, like, <laughs> I think she was really, you know, handled this character really well. But I would agree, like, anything outside of the Buffy universe, she is not historically going to win in Emmy or anything. And
1: even there are times here where I think she really falters for me. But, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh
1: You know what else? Not that I don't want to go down this like path that we frequently talk about, but I do kind of like that. This just adds more complications to the kind of like soul, no soul personality, no personality thing where it is because this isn't the first time that we've seen him do it. You know, it is not it doesn't seem to be difficult for Angel to pull that other side out of himself. You know, not I mean, it's difficult maybe emotionally for him, but like it's really right within his grasp right like he really does know exactly what motivates Angelus in a way that I think is deeper than like this is something completely disconnected for me that turns on
0: well I think that's the thing I think we've talked about this before where it's actually not that he becomes a different person Mm -hmm. it's that he loses all sense of conscience about it so Mm -hmm. like you know um Angel with a soul could easily go do all of these things and probably on some level enjoy it because mm-hmm. the demon in him like is just such a killer. But like, yeah, then the the like the way he would feel afterwards is like why he doesn't do it. Like, I don't think it's just because he's like, no, it's wrong. I think it's because he's like, yeah, it's wrong. And I'm going to feel like, you know, crap for like three decades after I kill this one right, person. Right. So um, but I think I think, yeah, like I think it's easy for him to access that. Because, I just like, think it's a nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good
1: moment to kind of think about, like, oh, yeah, you really are just one step away from this.
0: And I think you're right. Like, they kind of muddy it when they try to say, like, he was he was Angelus, he can't help himself, like, he was cursed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think that's, like, oversimplifying it. It really it's, is, like, yeah. You know, no, he still is the same person. It's just, like, yeah, maybe he can't control it when he's Angelus because he doesn't have this, like, um, you know, this... Collar, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's like a, you know, like a metaphorical restraint. collar. Like yeah. it's like he doesn't have the safety on or whatever. But
1: just um, to, to harp on all of our common themes. Also, what I'm thinking about is, um, you know, Faith's line about a demon being a demon. It, it is sort of Xander's refrain, but it is definitely the Council's refrain. So it is kind of interesting to have them speak the same. You know, I think the ain't the Council would would love to kill Angel. <laughs> you yeah. know, they haven't made it a top priority, but. Also, because now it would never work, but I, I think that that's kind of interesting. To have no, a I clear mean, villain spouting their same rhetoric.
0: I mean, it is interesting that Wesley hasn't really put up too much of a fuss about Angel working yeah. with them. Um, it, but maybe because, you know, he realized Angel was helpful and also that, like... I think
1: Wesley is just such a clear beta in this situation that's, like, literally everybody is ignoring him. Though, so, like, what's the point in even... Yeah, like especially with that one is so hopeless that it's like he's got other fights to like hopefully win that he's also not gonna win.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. So um, should we move on to earshot?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, let me just skim and make sure I don't have anything before we. Oh yeah, okay. No, I don't have anything else. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Oh, 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 just, sorry, one more. I should have said this when we were already talking about the whole Angel punches Xander thing, that, like, also that Xander uses that as some sort of irrefutable proof that Angel has yes. turned bad. is like, I don't know, Xander, maybe you're just a jerk and Angel wanted to punch you in the face. <laughs> like, it really is not far from proof that he's turned evil. Like, if he that, punched
0: Willow in the face, yeah, probably. But, like, you, no way. <laughs> that did kind of um, strike me as odd and also... Like, Xander sees him with faith and, like, doesn't really openly it, question yeah. why faith is with evil angel. Like, right, he's just like, right. oh, I saw them walking together. But it's yeah. like... Uh, you're not using your you, brain at all here. <laughs> did you question, okay, if you so you're going down this logic path of angel punched me, therefore must be Angelus. Yeah. Angelus is with faith. But therefore. But he, he yeah. didn't make that leap, yeah. like, he never, like, was like why is Angelus with Faith or, or why is Faith with Angelus mm-hmm. and okay with it? Like that, that to me was really odd.
1: <laughs> um, oh God, sorry. One other thing that I just thought of too. Uh, what I th- thought was interesting in the way that they played, played this scene. So when Angel throws like a, throws the letter opener at the mayor to kind of, and the mayor is like, cool, do whatever you want um, mm-hmm. to prove that he's impervious. It also looks like that's news to Faith. I don't think she had seen that before because she looks pretty shocked in that scene. So I I, I yeah. do also think there's a little bit of like oh she's allied herself with somebody without at all understanding you know what what he's capable of or what he's gonna do.
0: But then she later seems to be completely filled in on the ascension. So I
1: know that is a little weird.
0: But I, you she know, wasn't there for she's the just impervious. That he caught the dagger that way.
1: I think she really looked shocked that that was a power he had.
0: Maybe it's I just don't... Eliza Dushku being terrible at <laughs> acting. It <laughs> could be. <laughs>
1: I mean, it doesn't, I don't have any big conclusions to draw from that. I just think it was kind of interesting to be like, oh, yeah, even she doesn't quite know the whole thing.
0: Yeah, she did look a little shocked, I would agree. Okay,
1: now I'm ready to move Um, on.
0: Okay, so, earshot. um, I think it's a pretty short recap because basically, yeah. um, So, Buffy's hunting a demon at the beginning of the episode, and we see her fighting two of them, and they don't have mouths but are otherwise pretty gross. Um, but she kills one of them and she gets a little bit of its blood on her hand Mm -hmm. and we see it kind of absorb into her skin. Mm. And so next thing we know, she's kind of like, her hand's kind of itching. And so she kind of talks to Giles about, you know, is what happens if I get demon blood on me? And he realizes that this particular demon has the ability to, um, with its blood, Infect the other like another person or creature with an aspect of the demon, mm-hmm. but they, it's that's all it says like it's very unclear, so Buffy spends a good chunk of time worrying about um, whether she's going to get horns or a tail or you know mm-hmm. whatever, but it turns out that what she actually gets is telepathy um, because that's why the demons didn't have mouths because mm-hmm. they could communicate um, mentally and so Buffy starts hearing the thoughts of everyone around her, which at first she's really excited about. Because who wouldn't be? Um, You know, you can cheat Mm -hmm. in class and, like, learn things your friends don't want you to know. And, you know, um, it can be really fun. But then she starts to realize, like, just the sheer volume of what people are thinking all the time is just deafening. And it kind of is slowly driving her a little bit insane. And so, you know, Giles quickly realizes, like, he's got to get rid of this or his slayer is going to basically be incapacitated because apparently there's one man in Ecuador who had this happen to him and he's like just basically shut away from Mm -hmm. the outside world. Um, so Angel kills the, the other demon and takes its heart and then concocts some kind of potion that Buffy drinks, which cures her of this, um, telepathy but meanwhile what's been happening is before Buffy went kind of insane she overheard someone in the cafeteria saying they were going to kill everyone in the school Mm -hmm. so now they're on this really um short timeline of an investigation trying to figure out basically in 24 hours like who's trying to kill everyone and um Willow and the rest of the Scoobies come up with these personality profiles and they Mm -hmm. run around interviewing everyone (laughs) uh, for the yearbook Uh and try to narrow down who's going to try to take out the school. And so when Buffy's better and she comes back to the school, she sees... um, jonathan in the bell tower mm-hmm. with a rifle and so she thinks he's going to shoot everyone in the courtyard mm-hmm. so she runs up there and basically does her most public display of slayer skills i, <laughs> I know I, I noticed
1: that too i was like oh that's actually I was pretty thinking, cool uh,
0: good thing she'd that obstacle course but <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so people are audibly ooing and awing about it yeah, yeah.
0: Um it's pretty open. So she but she goes up there but it turns out Jonathan was just going to try to kill himself mm-hmm. um because he felt like, you know, no one really noticed him and he was kind of invisible and Buffy has this great speech where, you know, she tells him that he yeah he's invisible and people don't really think about him but people don't really think about anyone because mm-hmm. she's been listening to what's been going on in all these people's heads for the last mm-hmm. day and it's like everyone is totally wrapped up in their own drama so like he shouldn't take it personally if like right you know people don't notice but um Meanwhile, Xander discovers that the lunch lady is the one who is trying to kill everyone mm-hmm. um, because she's pouring rat poison into the food. <laughs> yeah. So he's like runs around the cafeteria like trying to get everyone to stop eating, um, and she starts chasing after him with a cleaver. And she's stopped by Buffy. And her rationale was, I guess, that they come in and eat every day. Yeah. But that's it's- I love that Xander's <laughs> like or Buffy's like. Well, your logic's a little weird because yeah. that's that's what the cafeteria is for. Yeah. Um, So they they save the day and, um, you know, Buffy's all better. Yeah. Um, But the crowning joy and achievement of this episode is that Buffy finally finds out that Giles and her mom had sex.
1: Of course. Twice on the car hood. (laughs) Twice on the
0: hood of a police car. Um, And her just pure horror and disgust. And also, their
1: behavior throughout the whole episode is also just like hilarious. (laughs) Both of them are, as soon as Giles finds out, he is clearly trying to avoid her. And so is her mom. Well,
0: and Joyce too. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, trying to take care of Buffy and she like won't stay in the room. And Buffy's like, what's wrong with you? And then, you know, obviously Joyce can't stop thinking it. And Buffy's like, what? Um yeah so that's that's that episode I would say the interesting thing um about this episode when it aired was it was delayed right. probably like 2 2 months um because yeah. uh basically I think it was set to air the week of the Columbine massacre. Yeah. Um and which is interesting because um there's a line in the episode I, where I was wondering they're, about they're talking about how school shootings are becoming trendy. Right. But I thought Columbine was like the first really big one same. but maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. Yeah.
1: I mean um, yeah unless
0: they added that in before later. I was had that same know. thought
1: trying to figure that because out too.
0: It's sort of a commentary on school shooting, but right. like it it obviously would have been filmed before Columbine. Right. So I I was wondering if they added that in afterwards. But anyway, know. so this episode did not air when it was during the so it did soon. not air yeah. during the regular season. It aired during summer reruns mm-hmm. um for the first time because while there isn't a school shooting, there is an attempt to take the life of the student body. And also Jonathan does have a gun. I mean, there's so. a lot of imagery
1: that is in yeah. line with that. Well, I and mean, Buffy's that was definitely a good decision, I think, you know, for them yeah. to pull it for a while.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it would have been pretty triggering yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so.
1: yeah. I mean, I guess the also, so the weird thing about them doing these kind of one-off episodes this far along in the season though, is you know, the mayor is a human. Could Buffy not have read his mind?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so it's a little bit like, oh. Unless maybe his imperviousness is, you know.
1: Maybe, but it's weird that heavy. none of them even think about this as a, like, oh, a potential strategy.
0: Well, I think part of it, too, is the time frame of this episode it is, is pretty, really quick. You're like, right. It's yeah, like that's true. she goes from the morning, like, oh, this is going to be fun, to, like, by the afternoon she's basically incapacitated. Yeah, so, that's true.
1: So I they think may there's have part of time that. to leave, but... Um, yeah.
0: I mean, because we do see at the beginning, there's a little bit of a nod to the ongoing storyline of like, you know, Giles has nothing to say about the, the Ascension. Right. <laughs> Neither does Wesley Leslie. Wesley has got to talk to the Watch- Watchers Council and he has nothing to say either. <laughs> um, but that's really all we get. It's really just about this. Oh, this happened to Buffy. Let's try to cure her. And then also try to figure out who's trying to take down the students. But you're right. I mean, it, it does seem like a wasted opportunity, but I think It was supposed to be like kind of a breather episode. Yeah. No,
1: of course. But again, also so weird to take a breather episode with like a really heavy with a a really heavy theme that continues to be pertinent, even in twenty seventeen.
0: Yeah. Great job. Well, there was a school shooting just last week in California. Yeah. So, um, absolutely pertinent. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's. I think though they didn't realize how pertinent it was. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, all the, all the same,
1: you know. This is a show that deals with the like difficulties of high school and that and the realities of it, and that is sadly a reality about you know life in American high school. So I feel like, yeah, as much as it is, it's definitely like I can understand people not wanting to watch it, or if people you know, but it it's not speaking as though of, it's a topic that does continue to need to be addressed.
0: Speaking of that, like you know, what's a reality of high school and all of that? Uh-huh. I Buffy's speech to Jonathan, I think. Is supposed to be, I mean, it's nice on some level where like Buffy's you know been listening to all these thoughts everyone's mm-hmm. having, everyone's upset and depressed and you know, anxious and <clears> stressed <throat> and all this stuff. And I and I kind of get where she's coming from, but also that doesn't she's kind of trying to say like it makes it okay for like everyone to like tease or ignore or it's like, true, she know. doesn't
1: really address the bullying that clearly goes on with Jonathan,
0: right? And so, like, he's not just Upset because no one sees listens him or to him. Because, yeah, like, no one sees him at all, and like he, you know, he's ostracized and like made fun of. And like, right. I feel like her justification I mean, for that is not totally true. I think you're but- right.
1: I was, I was having that same feeling where I was like, this isn't quite working for me as <laughs> a so like savior speech. You know. Yeah. Um, admittedly, I guess it's a little bit different because she thinks that she's trying to stop him from wanting to kill everyone instead of wanting to kill himself. You yeah. know, I think you would maybe say something different if that was if you knew what you were trying to, to do. But oh, that's
0: true. I didn't think about that. She doesn't realize until like she's threatening him with jail that he was just trying to kill himself. Right.
1: But um, I also but but that to that point though, I hate that they end this episode with her making fun of him. <laughs> you yeah. know, she says to Giles like she of course I wouldn't date him, he's so short. And it's like, Well <laughs> Okay, so you didn't you learn anything nothing. from that escapade <laughs> and like poor Jonathan now has a lot of serious like repercussions to fill or to Face
0: that said, and, and Buffy doesn't know that Jonathan is the one who really notices everything that she does, and he's going to be true. so nice to her, and she's terrible.
1: But also yeah. that he's going to get a nice moment in a few episodes, so I at least can feel a little bit better about his treatment here because I feel like the school is going to come around on him a little bit.
0: Yeah, albeit I, well, very quickly.
1: Seem, I don't know. Yeah, just Whatever. a few episodes later, he's <laughs> going
0: to be doing just fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, also, in terms yeah.
1: of Jonathan, this also, this episode had a, a like, kind of fun accidental Easter egg, you know, and Willow creates this, like, survey that they're gonna go, or interview that they're gonna perform on all the students to figure out who's, who's the murderer, and she's the one who, again, questions Jonathan. She's like, i questioned him several times now. Uh, no,
0: that made me laugh because this is just basically a redo of the scene where she where interrogates him into a fish.
1: He admits to peeing in the pool.
0: <laughs> and he's like, he's probably thinking, why does this girl like to interrogate
1: him yeah. so much? Um, It it really does seem like she should be friends with him, but whatever. Um, Yeah. But she also specifically asks him, like, oh, or she says something about, like, I know we all have fantasies of being, like, the most powerful person in the room or whatever. Like, she says something to him about that, and, like, there's literally an episode a few seasons from now when Jonathan, like makes another world where he is the most powerful person. Like, so I know John, well, Jonathan's going to continue to have some rough times, but he's also going to continue to be in the show. So great.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, I just thought that was really funny. Like I'm sure they didn't plan that out at this point, but it does make for a fun, like Easter egg.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I love that Willow at the end submits all of the profiles to the yearbook because she's like, they actually make for great reading.
1: Also watching everybody perform their various interviews. Like, obviously I hated Xander's, but Cordelia literally goes up to teacher and she's like, oh, are you planning on killing everyone tomorrow? It's for the yearbook. I'm like, okay, Cordelia. Okay. Uh, she's oh, she's just always I laughed so I laugh so hard at that
0: because everyone else is trying to be really sneaky about <laughs> yeah, it. And like, she's like, screw this. It's <laughs> she's like, are you trying to kill anyone? And doesn't they all are reflective
1: kind of of like the, you know, like the questions that Oz asks that basketball player are like, <laughs> A lot more, like, deep and, like, insightful where he's, like, asking him, like, do you, is it a strain for you to put on this face where you have to be this, like, cool, popular guy? You know, it's basically what he's getting at. And that feels like a very Oz question. I <laughs> Or, yeah. like, you know, so it is funny. they like, they can't, they've clearly all gone off the rails a little bit. Like, Willow must have written such specific questions. Not a single one of them appeared to be using them. <laughs> no. Um,
0: speaking of Oz, um, that great scene where oh, Buffy's know, reading all of her I know. friends' thoughts. Oh, they're and so good. It's so great. First of all, because Cordelia is the only one yes. who says exactly the same thing that she's thinking. So, so like, good. this is what we know about Cordelia. Like, she's really not that, um, She's so honest. She's like an open book. She like, really she's, is. She's very simple. She, but she's intelligent, obviously, but yeah. she's very simple in that, like, she says what she thinks. Yeah. And I thought that was a great, like, little subtle moment where, scene. she's, Everyone else is, like, thinking one thing and saying another, and she's not. But then also, we get this great thing of Oz, like, philosophizing about what it means if Buffy's listening to him. He's like, if if, if I am my thoughts and she hears my thoughts, yeah. then is she becoming me yeah. and then blah, blah, blah. And then all he says is, huh. <laughs> it is so like, great. It's a great window into what's actually behind the, like, yeah. monosyllabism of Oz. And, like, and it's also, like, a nice, like, you know, I think we all just assumed that Oz
1: was really deep and had... Impressive thoughts, but it's nice to like see them on display. It turns out we're not
0: wrong. (laughs) You know, there's a reason that that Willow likes him. When they confront the school, the editor of the school paper, and he thinks they're coming after him because he wrote a bad review (laughs) of Dingo's (laughs) AY Baby, and Oz reads it, and he's like, no, that's that's fair. fair. (laughs) (laughs) Because Oz is very open about the fact that, like, they're not good.
1: Um, uh there's also that, some line that he has where somebody accuses of him like having an emotion and he's like i'm not gonna lie i felt one coming on
0: <laughs> you yeah. know? um i also love the speaking of the school paper yeah. like just that little throwaway line of like oz says he only reads the obituaries. i know that <laughs>
1: yeah you're right god oz is a great in this episode because, because like the school paper lead into has that, obituaries
0: like also, a regular obituary section but
1: also that the lead into that is oh, the paper has gotten so depressing, and Oz responds by saying, I don't know, I always go straight for the obituaries. Like, you're so just, like, so... so quick I guess is what I want to yeah. say about like proving I don't know it's just really clever but also um,
0: the fact that like instead of a profile on the one random student who like tragically died that year they have a regular weekly course. like yeah. obituary yeah. section uh, which it's is like, tragic
1: but also just funny yeah. in the terms of the show um, it's
0: kind of like it reminded me of um, this throwaway line in um, The Wish where some <clears> guy asks Cordelia to the winter brunch <laughs> <laughs> instead of the dance because yeah. it's like oh, all stuff is happening in the daytime. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Uh, yeah. Also, that school newspaper guy is a jerk and I don't like him at all. But when they were panning over the school headlines, one of them is like 100% like basically a, a, an onion headline that uh, says apathy on the rise. No one cares.
0: Yeah. Or students doing great after dropping out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But yeah, but okay. So just to get on my, my weekly Xander hate ride, like,
0: so, okay. I know it's supposed to be comedic, but it it's not. Well, and again, that like,
1: we've seen this now, we were talking about it either last week or the week before, we're like, sometimes Xander's carelessness, it Like you're supposed to be saving the world. His whole complaint is that he doesn't have superpowers to keep up with his friends, but he's not even putting in the bare minimum of like, you know what you can help with help us do Xander be another body on the ground when we need to like perform these investigations. And so like he's off. Instead of asking anybody, like, Cordelia is interpreting this questionnaire in her own way, but she's at least still asking the right question, whereas Xander is literally using it as, like, a survey to women. And, at the very end, when they all decide that they know it's John, they decide that the killer is Jonathan, they're all supposed to be looking for him, and Xander gets distracted by Jell-O. Like, it... But that's how he finds the It is, but they're... He... Gave up, he thinks they are minutes away from a mass shooting, and he just stops for jello. Like, that is completely unacceptable. <laughs> I know that they play it for laughs at the end, but it's like, dude, you literally were just like, well, whatever. <laughs> I, I actually
0: th- didn't really think of it that way, but you're absolutely right. Like, he, he was like, well, I'm <laughs> about to die, so I guess <laughs> I want jello, but he
1: doesn't even have that. Train of thought. He's not being like <laughs> fatalistic about it. He's just literally distracted like a stupid dog. Like, Xander, again, you are complaining all the time about how people don't take you seriously, but it's because, in the even the bare minimum of stuff that you like, you can still contribute as just a human and you don't do that. So,
0: yeah. No. Well, Xander apparently is just like all the other boys in the high school because yeah. we get that scene where Buffy hears that guy saying, oh, she's so hot. And then yeah. she's kind of like preening for him yeah. a bit. And then his thoughts go from like just appreciative to like really aggressively uh, sexual. And she's like, oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also thought that was kind of a great commentary of what it is like to be a woman where you think someone's just being nice to you yeah, and, and then you're like, like oh. a little bit aggressive yeah. and threatening. Um mm. But, no, I think overall, for such a dark theme of this episode, it was extremely funny. You're right.
1: I forgot Um, about all those Oz moments. I can't believe I did. He's so great. (laughs) (laughs) He's as great as the mayor. (laughs) The Two of them in these episodes just Um, really nailed it.
0: Also, we get... So, Buffy's very fancy again in this episode Mm -hmm. wearing like her office office wear but we we kind of get a little (laughs) bit of a of a of an an explanation as to maybe why because she's worried that she's gonna get a tail and she says she has a hard time finding jeans that fit right already and i was like is this why buffy doesn't wear (laughs) jeans (laughs) and the only pair she has are Uh, a pair of ill-fitting overalls
1: (laughs) okay touche her tail would fit in those overalls
0: this episode is you know
1: yeah, there's it a weird, it's, like, line between filler and lightheartedness and, like, really, really dark and truthful. But, yeah. Yeah,
0: which I think describes the show. It's like, true. It's a very, true. I think it's one of my favorites, I think, if I were to look back mm-hmm. over, you know, the run. And I think the reason is it's just so, it's like the epitome of a Buffy episode. Yeah. I think. Like, it's funny. It's got a demon element. It's got a high school element. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, kind of tying into the ongoing arc a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a good one, but yeah, I didn't need a window into Xander's thoughts. Me neither. It did not help. (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) not feeling any better about it.
0: So any final thoughts? Um, no. (laughs) Yeah. I think, (laughs) I think I told you before we started, I had less to say about your shot than I thought. Same, Yeah.
1: Which is weird. I did enjoy it it, though.
0: Um, okay. So next time we're going to be talking about Choices and The Prom. Uh, okay, And we're going to have a guest. Oh so, yeah, we are. Oh, That's yeah. so exciting. Mm-hmm. Claire's coming back to chat with us about uh, these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of which is probably one of my all-time It favorites. is definitely it one is of my all-time. It top three for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, agreed. It's, oh, The I Prom is gonna so good. You know what's so funny is I mean, I'll talk about this next time, but like, obviously, but um, you know, as much as there's emotional drama in like the end of season two when Buffy's killing Angel mm-hmm. and like you know we get these deaths and everything. The one episode that reliably makes me just break down yeah. crying the most is the. Prom for sure, because for sure. It's just more about like it's you know what it is. It feels so earned. Yeah. Like, oh, you're right. It's just oh, three seasons in <laughs> the making. And, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. The music's great. So. And
1: there's one. Yeah, I can already think of several scenes that like stand out to me as like good moments whatever yeah. okay I don't want to say everything now that I'm Mm-mm. gonna say next week but but yeah, yeah.
0: so um so I'll be that um do you have any pop culture recommendations this week I do Ooh.
1: <laughs> so this is sort of a like hedged recommendation which is to say that like off the bat I know that this is not a thing that's for everyone so if you think you're not interested Take, like, then you're not probably not interested. <laughs> I really just want to talk about Riverdale.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. And so, this is great because I've been wondering if I'm supposed to be watching this show. I can't
1: decide if you would like it or not. But so, also, the Other like huge bias that I have, or maybe I think for some people this will work against the show, but like I've been a lifelong Archie fan. (laughs) Like I really just like Archie. It was a big part of my childhood, and I really, really like it. So like when the CW announced that they're doing this like sexy teen version, you know, of Archie, like I was pretty much into it from the get-go. Um the first season is on Netflix now, so if you want to catch up, you could easily do so. And it's pretty short. I think it was 10 or 13 episodes, I forget which.
0: Yeah, I think it was um, a mid season. It was. Right? But I, th- I yeah. think
1: that they're going to continue to be that short, although I'm not positive about that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's like almost exactly what you would picture if you're like, oh, it's Archie, but it's sexy <laughs> and there's murder. <laughs> you know, like it's pretty much that. Uh, but it just is doing like on. And like, honestly, season one, I just kind of liked, but now they're in the middle of season two and I'm liking it so much more. Like, I think it's a much better season and it's way more interesting, but more so than like the plot is just okay, but they just have done a lot of cool, interesting things with like the side characters and like B plots that I really enjoy. And like oddly take these like feminist turns sometimes in the show that are just like really unexpected. Again, the show makes a lot of mistakes and it like season one has this really stupid, again, as we've already talked about, like teacher who seduces her student storyline that is just like complete garbage and should have never been done. But um, like Betty and Veronica aren't really rivals. They're just friends. And like, that's really nice. Veronica is my favorite, favorite, favorite. And the actual reason that I'm even talking about it this week is because like two weeks ago, this episode just had a really refreshing spin on what could have been an awful moment. You know, like when I'm watching like, like what, you know, like HBO has done some great things, but they've also like really encouraged, I think dramas to be dark and horrible. Whereas like sometimes it's okay to just see the good people, like not have horrible things happen to them. So anyway, there was just this storyline and it was like, looked like some bad things were going to happen to one of the girls. And instead a group of other girls stop it and then beat beat up a guy. And like, it was just so satisfying. <laughs> like I have rewatched those just like several times. <laughs> it's was like, again, like, I've had a bad week and it has felt, you know, like again, and just like the culture right now is like, it's feeling very difficult to be a woman and it's feeling really annoying and like all these kinds of things. And to just like have literally a like five second clip of girls beating up a boy that I can watch. Like, it's just great. Also like dress to the nines girls, like you know, because it's a CW and they're all hot teens, like, but they're actually 20 year olds. Anyway, this is a weird recommendation, but suffice it to say, it, it takes some interesting turns and it doesn't always go exactly where you expect it. And I really appreciate those moments, even though I think that the overall arc could be better.
0: Well, you've sold me because I've been wondering for a while. It seems to me like a show that I would definitely be into. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just haven't gotten around to watching it. But, like, I know, like, you're talking about it. I've seen on Facebook, Jordan is, like, Riverdale's amazing. Everyone should be watching it. Yeah. So, like, you're both people that I trust for pop culture recommendations. Um, I do really think
1: this season is better than the first one, though.
0: I mean, that's totally believable Mm -hmm. because that's par for the course for pretty much most shows, and I think especially CW. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, they do tend to focus on the wrong things sometimes where it's, like, hot people and pretty clothes and like plot is secondary
1: yeah also luke perry is archie's dad he's awesome he's so um, good in it
0: (laughs) i did not realize but the one guy i think he plays jughead yeah um he was one of the twins that was in like big daddy and like friends and like
1: and they yeah. had that Sweet Life of Zack and Cody show.
0: Yeah. Um, I was like, oh my god, it's one of those kids. Yeah, also,
1: like, Veronica's dad's not in the first season because he's in jail, but he's in this season and it's Kelly Ripa's husband. <laughs> it's oh just hilarious. Like, he's so good. Everything about Veronica and Veronica's stories are perfect. And also her family's Mexican, which is just, like, obviously makes me like them more. That's maybe one of the reasons why I like Veronica so much. But she's just really cool. And her family is really cool and interesting and they're you know not nobody is like pure in the show everybody's like a little bit evil or crooked but veronica's the
0: best well that sounds exciting i might have to start mm-hmm. watching that
1: okay sorry Whew, that was a longer right i should really <laughs> take notes on those as well so that i don't just go off the rails but
0: no it, you know i'm i'm fine with it <laughs> um what about you um no, although I spent the entire week stressing about whether I should have plugged Taylor Swift last <laughs> week. But but I I came to the conclusion that I stand by it. So
1: I think that's fine.
0: I, I'm okay with it. Cuz actually you know what, like the more I listen to some of the songs, the more I'm like, actually I'm really impressed with mm-hmm. what she did. Like I would say that's I'm just going to double down. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I otherwise like I haven't <clears throat> I don't really have too much too much else um you know Read a couple books, but I don't know if I really want to plug them. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So okay. So next time, choices and consequences. No. No, Choices choices and the problem. We had consequences. We already watched consequences. (laughs) It does feel like they should go
1: hand in hand. I know. Uh,
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Maybe that's just because my grandfather has a thing that he says to me and my sister all the time of like there are two things in the world: choices and consequences. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, hmm. um, I think he's just chastising us for our liberal lives. Oh, fair um, enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really so, know yeah, why he says could that be a lot, used. Okay. but he does. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I think uh, this week, I'm, I think I'm gonna be Team Angel because he really yeah. came through in both of these episodes.
1: I almost so. said that, but I'm gonna be Team Jonathan because he really needs some support right oh, now. Oh
0: yeah, someone needs to stand up for Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not allowed to be Teen Angel. (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) I think I said it once.
0: Yeah. Mm. All right. I will talk to you next time. Bye. Once More with Commentary is produced by me, Allie. And me, Ginny.
1: Our theme music is from the album Rockingham by Nerf Herder.
0: And our podcast logo is by Ryan Cooney. You can email us at scoobies at oncemorewithcommentary.com with any feedback, questions, comments that you have and find us on Twitter and Instagram at podcast.
1: You can also find our most recent episodes and any show notes at oncemorewithcommentary.com.